You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Good morning, Michelle. We're kind of in this lovely little cafe mode. On Zoom, yeah. Zoom has some really fun, interesting features. Mm-hmm. They have this cool new immersive feature. And it literally looks like um, we're in the same spot. And I've been thinking that I was looking at the following weekend. And so we'll have to look at our schedule. But I was I was like, I, I might just fly up to you. I would love to see you. That's so funny because I've been thinking I should fly down there. Oh, well, the weather is really good down here. Yeah, I need some sunshine. Well, let me know if you want to come. I'll just split the ticket with you. Arizona, baby. Mm-hmm. And then you just come down here and we can go mm-hmm. right around on the Vespa. Yeah. Because I know you've been wanting to do that. <laughs> that would be a fun way to start the new year. Wouldn't that? I'm down for yeah. it. Sunshine, um, friends, Vespas. Mm-hmm. I'm down for it. I know. And you could fly out. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it offline for sure. But I, I think I think we definitely need to uh, do a little in-person fun weekend, friend weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we could all we could all use a little extra friend time. Yeah. So this what is, else? Yeah, this is going to be season two, episode one, starting twenty twenty yeah. off. Yeah, it, it's it's wild to think that when this episode releases, it will be twenty twenty four. Hmm. Any big plans for New Year's Eve? No, I actually have my kids this year for New Year's Eve and they're little and I don't want to keep them up until midnight because we need to get back into our routine of getting up early for school. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to have a regular night. I bought, I went to Walgreens and bought like the nine ninety nine kit for like 30 people to enjoy, but it's going to be just Caden and I. So mm. we decided we're going to go around to some of the neighbors places and put some new year's Eve festivity, like, you know, other hats and stuff for them. Cause there's so many, there's so much. Aww, here. Cute. Yeah. I so I that. just thought it would be a fun way to like say happy new year from, you know, your, your neighbor down the hall type of thing. Yeah. That's sweet and cute. Uh, I mean, it was only nine ninety nine, And then I got Caden yeah. like a fun light up, like the ball, the new year's Eve ball, like necklace mm. lights up. So that was I might do something. I I was thinking about doing actually um, not staying up till midnight with my kids, but I want to get them established in in like rituals and traditions, like intentional rituals. And so I was thinking yesterday about what I could do with them in that way. And I think that I'm going to sit with them and just ask them, um, you know, like what what are some of the things they want to do in the new year? And um, what kind of like what? Where do they want to go? What are some fun things they want to do? Like, how do maybe they you guys spend should do a little time intentionally with me? And like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm gonna write it down in my journal. So they don't have to write it. I'm gonna write it and just kind of talk about that with them for the next year, or or even like create a vision board for the three of you for 2024. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I like that. So that you guys could actually um, print out or pull things out of magazines that feel like a fun, like, like put a weekend that you like a, like a, like a little mini trip somewhere when they have their time off with you or, um, you know, just things they want to accomplish or more nature that you guys can put trees or go out for, uh, for like a little, or you can do like a 2024 scavenger hunt. And incorporate it into a little, like a little geocaching type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll do Great with, ideas. Yeah, Great ideas. That's what I'll do with Kate. Like, cause I've been thinking of something fun like that too. And I do want to incorporate, like, what would you like to do next year? So I think I might do something mm-hmm. that feels super cool, interactive that we're, and, and we can be on the same page. Yeah. I like all of that. That's, it just comes back to that, like, I don't want to necessarily set resolutions with them right. or promote that, yeah. um, but just really be intentional with them of 
looking forward to the future and incorporating them into the planning of our future life. Yeah. What's coming next. Well, and I think it's, it's fun to see what comes out of their mouth. Like when they're not being, when it's not about poo poo anymore, you know what I mean? You know how that's like every answer. You remember those ages? I mean, actually, no, I, yeah, I was going to say, actually, he might be in that age right now. My five-year-old. Uh-huh. Tea man. The little tea man. My five-year-old is in this stage where I have taught my children the correct words for body parts because I feel like that's important for children to know. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, his favorite word currently is penis. (laughs) Oh my God, I love that so much. He also loves to sing. And so like, for example, we'll be sitting in the car, I'm driving and he will be singing and every other word is replaced with penis (laughs) or butt crack. (laughs) Like, this is where he's at right now. And there's moments where it's like, it's really obnoxious. And then there's moments where it's really funny and cute at the same time. And so I'm just like, okay, we're just going to see, like, when you move out of the stage, that'd be great. Like, please don't say that in front of people when we're in public. But at home, it's fine. Really (laughs) fun. I love it. So we're closing out. Literally tomorrow is the last day of 2023. First question, and then you can ask me anything you want to, but, um, First question is, did you think you would be here in this space at the end of this year, like envisioning your life or envisioning from January 1st to today? Did you Mm. imagine your life looking just as it is right now? It's so interesting because when 2023 started... I was heavily in the midst of my divorce process, like the legal aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Of court dates and mediation and emails back and forth between lawyers and the heaviness of the legalities of divorce. And honestly, at the beginning of the year, I couldn't tell you what was coming for me. I had no vision because I was feeling very hopeless mm-hmm. because when you're in the midst of a, of a legal battle in divorce with children involved and a toxic person, mm-hmm. it feels very hopeless. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted for myself was to be able to leave my hometown, to move, to, you know, keep building my photography career. Like my vision for my life felt, pretty unattainable Mm. and if you told me then about the stage I'm in now I Mm -hmm. probably would would, probably would have been like fuck off that sounds terrible Mm -hmm. but the stage I'm in now is that my life has completely changed Mm -hmm. in beautiful ways Mm -hmm. and ways that feel really good to me and I love where I'm at Mm -hmm. yeah it, it doesn't look anything like what I thought I wanted Mm -hmm. and that's okay because in the process of the year I came to a space of recognizing that what I thought I wanted wasn't actually what I wanted Mm -hmm. and that's a really and what you wanted was more freedom yeah it came down to to play and be present with the with your babies yeah it it came down to I sat down and I, I wrote out okay what are my core values and what I desire? And and there's, you know, like I desire freedom. So everything I do in life has to contribute towards me feeling free. Um, I It needs to be creative. So mm-hmm. everything I do in life has to contribute towards me being able to create. Mm-hmm. So that means even in terms of my job, if, if my job is a creative job, but I'm feeling drained, mm-hmm. that's not the right job for me. Mm-hmm. So I basically quit my photography career at the end of this year and I'm working as a nanny, but that allows me to have the freedom to create in mm-hmm. a way that feels good. 
Mm-hmm. So that's a very aligned thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, another core value for me is is luxury, the word luxury. And what does that mean? Um, for me, luxury is knowing that the bills are paid, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean designer. It doesn't mean name brand. It doesn't mean any of that. It means having the ability to take care of myself mm-hmm. and live what feels like a luxurious life to me. Good food on the table, bills paid, traveling, mm-hmm. doing the things that light me up. That feels luxurious to me. Mm-hmm. And then being a mother and being mm-hmm. a fully present mother and fully participant in the raising of my children. Mm-hmm. So when I sat down, I defined those core priorities and values then I made a list of everything I was doing in life and determined do these things that I'm do these things align with those core values and and priorities and is it supportive of that Mm -hmm. and anything that didn't support those core values or align with it it was time for it to go it was time to cut it out yeah I love that for you I mean I think when you were going through and making those choices I was, I was nervous at first for you in a, in a sense of like, I hope, I hope this doesn't take her down like a, a rabbit hole that she's going to have a really hard time digging out of. Right. But mm-hmm. then part of me also was like, well, she does have people and places to go. She's never going to be homeless. Like, you know what I mean? Like I had to go to the bare basics. I'm like, I'll never let her be like alone or home. Like she'll always have support and care for and she has enough friends and family and things like that. So I'm like, and and then again, at the end of the day, I'm like, I trust you in the decisions you make for yourself, right? Like as being a really good friend and being chosen family and support, like I genuinely know that because you're pretty methodical when you go into those decisions based on that, that mm-hmm. you will really look at every avenue before uh, it's a hell yes. And I know you Mm -hmm. grappled with that for months prior to like kind of announcing it to other people and sort of saying it more out loud um, in a way that it was becoming real. Yeah. One of the other things that contributed to that this year was coming into this knowledge about myself that, um, and re- and really this is because of human design and getting to know my human design mm-hmm. chart so well, is that in the human design, my energy type, I'm a manifester. Mm-hmm. And it's important for me to inform people what it is that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but not for validation, mm-hmm. not for, not for advice just to let the people who are closest to me understand what it is that I'm doing. So is it accountability for yourself? It's kind of like accountability for myself, but then also um, I have to trust myself that I know what's best for me. Yeah. And as a manifester, I'm not here to live a traditional life Mm -hmm. or to do things the way that society tells me I should do. Mm-hmm. I am here to create my own way of doing things mm-hmm. and to initiate and to take charge of my own life mm-hmm. and do things in an unconventional way. And so as I've been making all of these shifts, I've had people express concern, like as a single parent, like maybe you should be going and like you know, family was like, you should go work at this place, work at that place, a place that has benefits and full-time hours and all these things. And in the past, I didn't trust myself enough to hear their concerns mm-hmm. and and put it aside mm-hmm. and just inform them what I was doing and then just move on and keep doing what I was doing. In the past, I would have followed their advice, which would have taken me out of alignment. Mm-hmm. And staying in alignment for myself has meant trusting that when I am doing what feels best and right for me, Everything I need is going to be taken care of. Okay. Say that, again. that. Say that again for the people in the back. Like, because I when think I, that is the yeah. true measure of self-love. Yeah. When I choose me. Yep. And when I 
do what feels right and best for me and I trust myself in Mm -hmm. making those choices, everything I need is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Everything comes into alignment. Mm -hmm. I am able to receive. Mm -hmm. And that has been shown to me over and over and over again, especially this year, especially in my divorce process. Every single time I choose what what feels and resonates best for me, regardless of anyone else's advice, mm-hmm. everything I need shows up. Mm. I am taken care of. Yeah. I am receiving. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I've I've really I've re- I have really enjoyed getting to be, uh, you know, sort of a co-pilot, you know, getting to sit next to you on so much of that journey that I, I mean, I almost forgot that back in January, you were like, oh my God, we're going back and forth with the lawyer. Oh my God. Like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, like all these what ifs popping up left and right. And you just freaking pushing through every day. Just you're like, all I'm, all I'm going to do is focus on just filling out these papers that they need me to fill out. Like you just took it one step at a time. And um, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's really beautiful in seeing where you have landed. And I'm now more excited for you in 220, you know, 2024, because, well, one, I read some of your horoscope, so I kind of know like what's coming, which is really <laughs> cool. But I think it's just more of you leaning into this internal dialogue and tr- and so being able to like trust the internal version of you now, more mm-hmm. so than the younger side of you, um, even a year and a half ago, two years ago, where you were really looking for a lot of external validation, which is great. That's those are all meant for the journey. Like I'm not saying, cause we all need that external validation as well. And like I was yeah. talking to one of my friends the other day and she was like, I said, how can I support you right now in this moment? Like, do you need me to give you advice? Do you need it? You know, so do you need any advice or feedback here? Do you just need me to listen? And she's like, I think I just need validation in what I'm saying Mm. right now. It was, um, and it was regarding another person in her life and just sort of, you know, where they were meeting. And I was like, let me just, then your, your feelings are totally validated. Like, don't question that. You got to just lean into your gut instinct. And so, yeah. Yeah. Our friendships, I think our friendships, you know, especially our closest friendships um, serve as mirrors, you know, and yeah. <clears throat> and when you, for want me, when you want yeah, them when you want them to and I know for me like <clears throat> having a having a space to speak what I am doing and share about it not only helps to keep the people in my life feel like they're a part of my life right and they're being supportive but it also allows me to hear my own thoughts aloud mm-hmm. which is like a sounding board with zero judgment. With zero judgment. Yeah. It really because my my friends my friends trust me. My friends trust my ability to take care of myself. Yeah, and we don't ever feel like, you know, with our closest friends, hopefully, you know, the reason why they're our closest friends and I'll just say with respect to you, I never mind staying on the phone as you're working through something because mm-hmm. There's like a real joy in sitting with somebody and then holding space for that person when yeah. you know they're not fucking leaking vi- vampire energy. They're not yes. just gonna, they're, you're not having the same conversations over and over where you're like, dude, if you're not gonna fucking listen to me, then I'm just not gonna pick up the phone anymore, which again, I've kind of said bye-bye to, you know, quite a bit of people. And, um, and not because of anything other than I can't extend my energy in that space any longer. 
So I only will hold space like a mofo because my core, my true friends, my, my really, my chosen family right now, my small group of friends, it's like, I I'll sit there for four hours with you while you're processing shit, because I'm like, I can't wait to see where this ends up. It's not even like, and it doesn't even feel like an energetic suck at all. It's actually energizing. And we both vibe on different frequencies and we're, and then we're on the same frequency. And then we're like, just leveling each other up. And it's so yeah. fun. I it's, a, it's a give and take. It's an equal give and take. I highly yeah. suggest any women, especially find, find, find a couple of people this year who are different from you, who come from different walks of life, but you can find some common threads that connect and keep you, fo- you know, keep you in, engaged with one another. But having different perspectives only means good stuff to come back to you because I think that's what 2023 really taught me a little bit was Mm. allowing for those different perspectives. Whereas I might've, I was really, I was probably pretty closed off for a lot. Well, I was closed off for a lot of years anyways, regardless, but from 2020, when my dad passed away, I just started to see the world in a really different, with a different lens from my, all my relationships including my marriage at that time, right? Because I knew I was going to be in the process of releasing that. I didn't know how. I had conversations mm-hmm. on my hikes with with the ether, with the universe, with source. Um, some people say God. For me, it was source or the universe. And I just said, look, I got to trust in this, but I don't want this any longer. I just don't. Yeah. I, I want more. And then this year... Um, I can't believe it'll be two years in April when we, you know, signed off March, actually, probably end of March signed off on the divorce papers. And I, I just can't believe I'm coming up on two years. Like, that's really crazy to me. And how much a year, a year for me in February, right? Like we had a reorg in, in remember early February, I lost my job, then sold my house, made Mm -hmm huge. I mean, that was probably the biggest tower moment I ever had was in that period of releasing old beliefs around why I wanted to keep the house. Yeah. That was a big moment for you. That was a really big moment. And realizing like, um, that when you have a a regular corporate job that you are, you're at their disposal And it's a really hard thing. So I think at some point, my two to three year plan is really to sort of get out of a normal job. I don't feel like I'm ready yet. Like, I feel like there's still a lot to learn that I'm, I'm learning for a purpose. Like there's a lot of growth for me in this as challenging as it can be. And I think it's teaching me about more balance, finding balance within my Monday through Friday gig, right? Mm. Because unless I'm traveling for work, I mean, I have, I have ample time for myself on the weekends. And I think it's about creating um, more intention for me around solo travel. I think I'm have not taken advantage of that nearly as not enough, but I think healing from the hip replacement I'm just feeling all healthy, good at this moment. And um, so, yeah, but I think the relief, the release of, um, of having to have it all figured out and leaning into all on my own, right? Like, like into my friendships and realizing like having a, a super cool tribe strengthens me that I, that it actually does light me up, that it's not about going out to the bars that I get lit up on a four hour phone call or two hour phone call with you guys and, or hanging out in person or whatever that looks like, but, um, that I'm not quite the extrovert that I used to be. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And, and that looks so different for you in practice now too. You're so much more intentional 
about how you are giving out your energy towards people. Yeah, it's a whole different, I mean, it's it's night and day from how I lived my life mm. for 50 years. And for these last couple of years, I'll be 55 in January. And mm -hmm. I sometimes can't believe I'll be 55. It just feels like how my teachers looked and felt like in, you know, when I was in third grade, I always thought, oh, our teachers are like in their fifties and they just look so old to me. You know, I just don't feel like I feel, I don't feel 55. I'm grateful for the knowledge of 55. Like, and I'm grateful mm -hmm. to be in my fifties because I fucking love my fifties. Like it's, it's my hot era. Like I'm feeling like it's a good era. And yeah, uh, yeah. You were, um, <clears throat> you were in your power era. Really. Mm. It's like you have shed so much and grown so much and like stepped into yourself so much, not to say that you weren't yourself before, but like, it's just even since you and I have met, like you have so fully stepped into yourself in a big way. Thank you. That's just so beautiful. Yeah. I, and I appreciate that. And I think that's the other thing <clears throat> when you create intentional friendships, regardless, like Chrissy and I have been friends for almost 30 years. You know what I mean? Um, well, probably more like 25 or something. I mean, it's still a lot, but, um, and the fact that we still can go and hold that space for one another and have reinvigorated what our friendship looks like now. And then having you as, you know, in my whole life, like that you're a newer friend, right? But, but not, but definitely one of my serious soul, this, like soul family, you it know, is. when you meet, and this goes back to like our earliest episode of, yep. of when you find your soul family mm -hmm. here in this earth mm -hmm. experience, this human experience. And I was actually talking about this with someone last night, like when you, meet people that are your soul family it doesn't mm -hmm. matter the distance it doesn't matter where you're at it doesn't matter how you met it doesn't matter how often you connect but like there is a resonance and a knowing mm -hmm. that this is my person and then it friends, but it, but partner it, child it, doesn't matter who it is totally but it you know. takes work to create the friendships that we are like we don't just drop we we've never once dropped the ball on each other once no, I mean, we show up for each other a hundred percent. Like there are times where you're like, I'm dipping out of social, but text me. Like, you know what I mean, you're like, but and I think that this goes back to where, you know, like people get frustrated sometimes in dating because, you know, you hear the phrase, you know, date someone who's like your friend. But if you think about it, like your friendships are also a reflection of where you're at in your life. Mm -hmm. And all of my friendships are so intentional and we show up for each other mm -hmm. and we are vulnerable with each other and we yeah. are emotionally connected and we nurture and support each other. And so it's like, okay, when the right person comes along, of course my relationship with them is going to mirror that of my friendships because I am in a space where I can bring that to the table and I only attract people who also bring that to the table. Well, that's why it's fascinating when I'm talking with friends and I'm sure you have the same with a couple of your single friends and they're like, why isn't this working? Why am I dating? And it's like, well, it's funny because you don't have a lot of close friends either. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a lot of um, interaction daily. And so it's really important to just feel like if you want, if your intention is to have a long-term relationship in the future, understanding and getting better in your one-on-one -on -one friendships is like the first step to finding and receiving the love you want. Because like you said, our friendships are mirrors. So if someone were to walk my path and like go, Hey, let's go get coffee. I would be like, I would first check in with myself. But if it was like green light, cool, like energy feels good, blah, blah, blah. But what people don't realize, like with anything, you you have to be emotionally ready for it. 
And of course, friendships, like you can put a label on it as friendship. But when you're like, dude, I literally want to be in your life. Like, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but let's just do that. I don't think you and I ever said that to each other. I think it was literally like, I see you and now you're my, you're, now you're one of my people. Like, you're just my person. Like, that's it. I'm taking you with me on this. Yeah, like, it was literally from like the moment <laughs> at Land Beyond Zion where I'm laying in the hammock at the campground after my hike, just trying to be innocuous. Like, no, I don't want anybody to see me. I'll be, I'm just here. I'm anonymous. And do, 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 do. here comes Michelle. Uh huh. Well, so I let's mean, talk about our let's share our life stories. <laughs> and God, two hours it's later, so it's like there was no like moment we were like, "Yeah, I like you. We're gonna be friends." It was just like that. It was just a natural flow. Like it, it just was. progressed that way. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Co-creed. And I kind of feel like it's gonna happen that way when like your person walks through your life. I feel like it's going to happen very similar, which is probably why like some of your readings are like travel is involved. Like you need, cause you met me on a eat, pray kind of love trip for yourself. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's those intentional trips where you're just enjoying yourself. You're present. There's no pressure on anything. And I think it's just really important to, look back like um i and i think after that trip um i went with my mom and i don't think i texted you until like i was like hey let me know you got home safe i think that was like mm-hmm. and then from there we were just like every day texting it was so yeah. fun yeah and you know going back to what you just said about like you know meeting people a thought came up for me it's like I never, you always hear people say that when you are doing what lights you up, that's when you meet people. But I never fully understood that concept until this year when it really hit home for me that when you are fully putting yourself into doing what is the most aligned and joyful for you Mm -hmm. and lights you up, it really puts you in the space of being so magnetic Mm -hmm. because you are living from a space of just pure childlike love Mm -hmm. and appreciation and joy for what it is that you're doing it's a pure energy and when you are emitting that Mm -hmm. everyone and everything is attracted to it and sometimes that's not a good thing because sometimes then there's like people who want to take that from you who want that light that you have and they want they want it for themselves and they want to take it from you and they want to speed off of it but that is also the space wherein you meet your soul family Mm -hmm. whether it's a partner or a Mm -hmm. friend or whatever yeah i i really that is the space i think i think that's where i'm at for 2024 is i just need and want and have such a deep desire to really focus on doing things that just light me up. Like, I think this year has really been around um, uh, catching up on all my finances, getting ahead of all that, like being super uber responsible, like moving into this new, you know, this new place downtown and sort of getting into a groove. And I think when I look at things before, I used to adjust a lot faster. And I don't know if it's because mm. I was so unconscious that I just kind of was like, okay, this is my new life. Like I just accepted things like really fast, if that makes sense. And now mm. I'm like, no, this takes time to develop and to um create a space like I downsized quite a bit happily right but there's Mm -hmm. still like times where I'm like I still don't like I don't even I haven't worn that I'm just gonna freaking take it out and like taking things around me changing things up moving things around like I used to never do that like wherever anything was it was just done when you become more intentional and conscious yeah and purposely connected with self in your life. Yeah. You come to realize how 
much you abandoned yourself and how disassociated you were from yourself. I That's why we were able the- to have like traumatic things happen to us, mm-hmm. but we just completely like sidestep it mm-hmm. because we're not, and we don't process it or it doesn't even have to be trauma. It can be small things, mm-hmm. you know, like, like mourning the end of a cycle mm-hmm. or um, feeling anxious about the start of a new chapter mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to work through that instead of just like going hard, going fast, doing, 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 and neglecting to take care and nurture the feelings and the emotions and the sensations. And the more you are intentional about having a relationship with yourself that self-abandonment stops. Yeah, it's it's really, and I'm smiling because it is really fascinating around the idea that I don't remember a lot of my decisions until sort of my dad's passing in mm. 2020. And I mean, I remember certain things, of course, like, you know, like, like saying yes to a trip or whatever work stuff, you know, but those things are like still unconscious because someone else tells you where to be right in that sense. Like, Hey, there's a trade show. We need you there or whatever like that. I mean, when I genuinely took back my life for me, Mm -hmm. I can lay down every Every moment I made a choice, I can tell you every choice on my journey. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what I was thinking in that moment. Yeah. I can tell you why I made it. I can tell you the intention going into it and out of it and where that led me to this, that next, that next choice and the next choice and the next choice. I can't say that for a lot of my life. Which is crazy and something interesting because Chrissy sent me a quote that said, the second half of our life, we're basically undoing the first half. Like we're actually like healing from the first half. And if it's not, I mean, it's funny because she and I are both the same age, right? So we really are, if like, if I'm going to live to in my nineties, like my grandparents did, I really am in the second half of that part. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly that. And then this, the quote that I sent you this morning, like you're about, and I sent it to Chrissy, of course, and Michelle, you're about to see a lot of highly intuitive people go into hermit mode or Mm -hmm. just not willing to be as open as they used to be. Spirit is calling for us to be very selective with whom we share our gifts and visions something big is happening and it sort of is like what we spoke about with Bailey a little bit and the collective. Yes. And I think the other part of really enjoying the spirituality aspect of it and not like if, you know, lesbian TikTok is one thing that's just kind of entertaining, you know, but, and, and so are some of the tarot card readings. Like it's all just, there's entertainment value when it's intentionally not a choice to go on a one-on-one spiritual hour with somebody, right? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, collectively, like say to yourself, I'm going to get a reading today and then yeah. making that really intentional. But it is pretty fascinating how when you become so open and aware and awoke and conscious and whatever cool word you want to throw in there, um, how everything makes so much more sense on one hand and way more painful on the other because being so intentional is fucking painful and a being lot body want to tell you being in yes feeling everything owning yeah. everything being authentic with everything you are it doesn't hurt when i'm with my friends because we're all in that space together. And that's why I need, we need, I, I really want to like, I really feel this like community piece coming through for me. And we're still working out like the details of what that really looks like. But I personally 
get so lit up just being around five or six of y'all like for real like it's ridiculous how good I feel that embodiment piece Mm -hmm. for me one of the big markers this year of my my healing and growth was I had this moment where I cried Mm. watching a movie Mm -hmm. and this is something that um, my children's parents and I would joke about because I never cried at emotional moments or themes mm-hmm. in movies. Okay. And I'm a very deeply emotional person. Yeah. That's why it's surprising me. That's why I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I would never, like if I was scrolling on Instagram or social media and I saw something that was like what we're like, what we're seeing right now with everything going on in the world. If I would have seen that, I was so desensitized mm. from my own trauma and I was so disembodied from my Perfect own word. feelings yeah. that I couldn't even feel mm-hmm. about anything that I saw externally. Mm-hmm. So a big marker for me this year of my nervous system growth and healing mm-hmm. was that I was watching a movie mm-hmm. and I cried. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, I was able to feel into something outside of me Mm -hmm. and understand what that might feel like. Mm -hmm. And since then, it's like I cry all the time now at a drop of a hat Mm -hmm. because I am connected to self so deeply and so aware of my own emotions that I also have capacity Mm -hmm. to feel emotions outside of myself. It's I'm embodied. Totally. (laughs) And I and I know that you and I allow people, we're very open on social media as far as like having a public space, like people for anybody to slide into our DMs. Like we 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 can either delete block. I mean, we're in charge of how we choose to connect with people. But the fascinating part is I love that every new person is practiced now for how I react and interact and hold space or connect or build, you know, build a relationship or community of communication, whatever that is, I've allowed myself to be truly heart open for allowing just new people to enter my life, not for anything maybe romantic, uh, you know, but it's just one of these things where it's like, I mean, if it was, that's fine too. I mean, because I'm hard open for that. Right. And, Mm -hmm. but I'm not out like seeking it on my own, but the universe knows what I want and need. And I just trust, I like, I can tell you honestly, now I trust in that. Like I really trust in the fact that that we're gonna, we're both going to get exactly what we need, and the only thing stopping that from happening is us. Yeah, I had a moment recently where I met someone that, um, just our connection just feels so felt so good, mm-hmm. um, and definitely that this person still feels like soul family to me mm-hmm. in some way, and there was a romantic connection there. Absolutely. Mm. But I had to recognize that it didn't align for my life, for either of our lives, the the chapter that we're in. And, and it was such a different experience to have to have a conversation with someone of, I feel a lot for you. And Mm. I enjoy this connection. I enjoy this energy. There's no red flags here. There's Mm -hmm. no nothing's wrong here, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't align for our life in mm-hmm. this chapter of our lives and the journeys that we're on. And that was, that was bittersweet, but it, it didn't have and it, to be. And it, it, and it wrecked you. It really wrecked you because you're like, hold on a second. I can have these connections. And like before you would have turned over everything, you know, and love and desire I would have self-abandoned so deeply in order to keep that. Mm -hmm. And this time I said, thank you. Mm -hmm. More of this 
more of this please universe like this is good this is what I'm wanting this is what I'm looking for more of this please and thank you thank you to the person that I have this connection with for being here and like experiencing mm -hmm. this with me but also this doesn't align right now mm -hmm. and then trusting mm -hmm. trusting that in making that choice is going to lead me mm -hmm. in the direction I am meant to go towards well, my highest alignment and my highest good well, because, you know, when you're looking at Bashar or hearing from Abraham Hicks and people like that, the law of attraction, the universe looking up to source and saying, I've, I've surrender. I've, I, I believe in this, but then there is that 3d piece of us that has to incorporate and mesh the belief, the surrender, the, the knowing that deep knowing that you're just getting ready for something great that's coming. Mm -hmm. And the fact that in the 3D part of it is allowing that heart space to be available so that we can continue to practice what we are mm -hmm. learning about ourselves. And what I'm learning is that I know when it feels good and right, it's, it's on, right? Like, when it feels yeah, that's like, yeah, that's like that's knowing like... that feel it's because what happened, what would happen before with you and I, uh, like in the sense of how we were, because we're such big feelers anyways, like we just yeah. love love, like, and we yep. abandon really easily. And, you know, like that kind of stuff because yeah. of the codependency piece and things like mm -hmm. that. But working through all of that, it's like Riv, it's so cool now to start recognizing what more of like you said like more yes more of this please and knowing what that feels like for ourselves based on practicing and I mean you, you only get there when you learn more about yourself like when you really that's, lean into your shadow shit your shadow selves yeah and that's why like sometimes I have to giggle a little bit when people are you know coming out of relationships and they set these hard, fast boundaries for themselves so about or rules or beliefs for themselves that I'm never going to date again. I'm not going to date. Mm -hmm. Or then they immediately dive into a relationship because they can't be alone. <laughs> and it's like, when you, uh, like, if I had said coming out of my relationship, you know, at the end of 2021, I'm not going to date again. Mm -hmm. I would not have met the absolutely wonderful people I did meet. Yep. The expanders. The expanders in my life. Mm -hmm. And I would not be where I am right now mm -hmm. if I hadn't allowed myself to have those experiences, mm -hmm. grow from it, and then also continue to choose myself. Mm -hmm. And every single person's journey looks different. For some people, they might need to be single for a while by themselves. And here I am, I'm still single mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that. And I love mm -hmm. it because I'm a conscious, intentional, single person. Mm -hmm. And I, I, what I really just want to say is like, if you don't have an open mind towards learning and journeying and experiencing and if you set these hard and fast rules of I'm not going to do this, you're really cutting yourself off from a lot of potential growth and expansion. Well, what that's reminding me of is when I sat on stage with Abraham and I asked her about yeah. the requirements and then that was definitely a golden moment this year for me. Like, and, and yes, more to those types of moments I, I want to create and, um, buy a ticket for, you know, more of those types of cool mm -hmm. retreat days or, you know, people speaking that light me up. But the thing that I really got from that was the requirements and non-negotiables. That's one thing. Like that's like on the list as you start to engage in getting to know a new person. They're just parts of it. What you were talking about with this last with this human being that you've been connecting with over the last few weeks, and even though you made a, a decision for yourself, which was um, which was around, you know, like around your new needs that you realize for yourself. The thing that I love is that you never once mentioned non-negotiables requirements. Whenever you speak of this 
connection. It's about soul and, uh, and feelings and emotions, which is Abraham's like, because you guys like to put a title and we like to create and put everybody into some certain box, but that's not the way it is. So I think the self-belief, that new belief that I, or yeah, my new belief is around, got it, energy first, energy, energy first, first, because if the energy is good, the worst that will happen is this person might be a cool new friend in my life. That's, that's the big like lesson for me right there is like, oh, the worst that happens is obviously we probably are soul connected somewhere. We have a soul tie and that's why, exactly. and that's why that's, you've entered yes. my life. Yes. But regarding the, like, are you my long-term person? Well, that's going to take a little bit more connection, more conversation, a lot more, and a lot more curiosity around our likes, dislikes, and all the other, you know, like deep to the lights, to the light superficial, right? Because all of it makes us yeah. up. Yeah. And I think furthermore, you know, a lesson I've been, I've been really shifting through lately um, is is the release of the fantasy of what love should look like yeah yeah and allowing for love to come as it will and I don't get to control what that looks like mm-hmm. only thing I get to control is my choice mm-hmm. and how I take action based on how it feels so I want my love to look like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's like 100%. I had this moment of realizing that I still had this very deeply ingrained from mm-hmm. childhood, growing up conservative Christian idea of what heterosexual romantic love mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And I've really had to deep release that mm-hmm. because that's a fantasy (laughs) and that's not reality. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that in choosing my partners previously, I would hang on to toxic situations or people who weren't healthy for me because I was so caught up in the idea of this is what love should look like Mm -hmm. versus this is how love should feel. 100%. I think I think that's the piece going forward that I am the most of leaning into because I truly believe that because I have felt that feeling of it being so soul connected Mm -hmm. and it's still within me, right? It's that piece. So I know what it feels like to be in that space. And when it's the person who's meant to show up and be in my life, I will recognize that. And guess what? Around the holidays next year, if it happens this year or another year or whenever, around the holiday, I am going to encourage and and um, and plan dates around you know, like a Hallmark movie. Like, I know I can have that. I, it's not like a fantasy in the sense of, it's more of like, if you are so loved, like if you are with somebody and it's so deeply connected the way that I want to have a love and the way that I know I can show up for this love, that all of that fun stuff, I just, I've never really had all that. Like, I mean, I had a, you know, I've had it in pieces, but yeah, like, same. but like, I'm really just like my journal right now is like so much, maybe because I've been watching so many Hallmark movies, but it's really been like this, like I'm writing down dream dates and things that mm. are like not dream, but like dates I want to call forth. Like I want to have this beautiful loving romantic side and I didn't know I was that romantic until I felt that soul love and I think furthermore you know when you strongly desire something in that way 
it's because it's meant to be part of your story. Right. I know it is. And the more you, the more you know yourself yeah, and the more you get to know yourself and mm-hmm. you know what brings you joy and what lights you up and what feels good, mm-hmm. you're meant to have that. And I, you know, that's something for me I've, I've really come into touch with lately of I'm a deeply romantic person, mm-hmm. deeply romantic person, yet I've never received romance. Mm-hmm. I've never been given romance. And so then when I encounter it now, it's feel it feels uncomfortable because I've never received it. And I had right. taught myself that wanting that was wrong because it, I didn't deserve it or it didn't exist or it was a fantasy. And it's like, no, there are deeply fucking romantic men out there, women out there, people out there 100%. Who, want, who want to who want to love on you and who will like, you know, for me, like it's like. I have this vision of like spending my free time with the person I love doing things quietly together mm-hmm. side by side, mm-hmm. whether it's journaling, reading, being out in nature, it's like having quality time together. And uh-huh. I've never experienced that what's in that cool way, is, but I know that that's possible. What's cool is because your person is thinking the same thing right now. Yes. Isn't that cool? Because if we think that the person that you're longing for is longing for you as much, just as much. Uh It's really cool. So I think in 2024, I want to also be more intentional. And I know Angela has been telling me for like six months, seven months, maybe even a year now about how I need to meditate more. And as much as I think I do it, I don't do it as intentional or do it for as long as I, or as I should say, as often, like I really want to create a practice around mm-hmm. it because when I am doing it and I remind myself, like, why didn't I do it again today? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I, find, I mean, I do it like when I'm walking Cooper or you can do it in different ways, but I think there's um, something to be said because every time I do do it, something really cool comes out of it. And I think just and I also want to go up to SGI over here. I still haven't gone mm. up to one that's right here now because I'm close to it. Yeah. And and find um and go, you know, maybe I'll take Kaden up there today or something just to show her this cool temple because it's mm-hmm. really pretty also. But also to get their schedule and stuff. And every one of them has a different type of meditation schedule. But I I would like to go back to that group meditation that I used to do um at SGI in LA. And I loved that place. Like I met some really cool people there and um, yeah. You can, you can join in on my SGI group. We do a, we do a monthly zoom. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. You (laughs) can do a monthly zoom where we join and people from all over join in and it's really fun. Send send me the link next time you're jumping on. (laughs) Um, No, I just think there's a lot of good. There's a real, I think 2024 is going to be another, big blast of a year I think there's also there's going to be a lot more joy there's going to be a lot more um movement around travel and and I say travel I don't mean like we have to go all over the globe I just mean like being intentional about getting out of our our respective you know little home bases to continue yeah. that expansion for each other. Cause I know you and I, we literally come alive the minute where the car is packed. Like there's something for us that is super ingrained and we might even have to just say, let's meet up in that, you know, like halfway somewhere to do something together. Yeah. The highlight of my year was having two weeks of solo travel time. And it wasn't like I was going a long distance or anything like that. I literally just, uh, spent two weeks hiking and, and camping, mm-hmm. car camping, you know, down the Washington, Oregon and California coast. I mm-hmm. went, you know, from the top of Washington down to the Redwoods and yeah, um, it was a super inexpensive trip. I made it as cheap as possible. And, you know, I was financially struggling the whole time, but that was the most freeing and soul filling experience and so much that's, came out of it for us that's, that's the like moment you and I were on the phone we most were of that entire time when I was driving and that's where the podcast came from and that's yep. where 
um, the start of my shift away from my career started. And so there is so much power in changing up your environment Mm -hmm. and putting yourself in different situations and, and spending time with yourself intentionally. And that's what I did for those two weeks. Yeah, I agree. I also definitely want to create more fun around outdoor activities for Mm. the child so that she gets excited at first glance or knows that I'm going to do something cool. So I am going to once a month, I think, because I think that's probably as much energy as I can to like do something cool where we either do a day trip or it's just a quick overnight and just take advantage. Cause I realize that she just loves to get out too. I mean, yeah. she, she, yeah. she hem, they hem and haw about it a little bit always like before you head out. But once you're yeah. out there and you put on a podcast that they enjoy or something, or you just let's scream and sing music at the top of our lungs, you know, and just creating mm-hmm. those things. But I'm not really stressed about a relationship or anything like that. I really am just like, it's going to come to me when it's ready. Divine timing will happen. And stress that the universe is looking after me as long as I, as long as I allow for space for it to come in, as long as I'm not closing myself off um, from all types of people, as long as I'm not closing myself off from what doing what lights me up, really. Mm-hmm. That's, it. I think 20, that's it. At the end of the day, 2024 feels like character development. Mm, I like that in an integrated way, mm-hmm. not in a big dramatic way, mm-hmm. not in those tower moments, the, mm-hmm. the giant deep life lessons, giant choices that take us away from relationships, those sort of things. Yes. It feels it feels like character development um in an integrated way. Like like just intentional tweaks. Yeah. Like hmm. practicing practicing what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Building on it. Mm-hmm. Trusting ourselves, self connection, trusting yes. self, trusting self, letting things unfold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like all that. And I think my one, not a resolution, but my one like big goal, <laughs> I guess you could call it a big goal, uh, is in 2024, I'm going to do 52 hikes in 52 weeks. I love that. That's like an actual. No, I know. I, I, I know the gal. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's like, I. that's what I want to do. I want to do 52 hikes in 52 weeks. I love it. So you'll just pick a hike every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Rain or shine, no matter what, you'll just go out and what yeah. constitutes, like, what is it like anything over three miles? Yeah. I think that for me, yeah, I think for me, it's going to be like a little bit of a longer hike, you know, and really kind of, uh, how like the culmination of it for me is um like starting out you know like you know getting back into hiking on a regular basis because now we've been in winter I haven't been doing it the last couple of months um of getting back into the practice of it and then having the goal of like towards the end of the summer doing a long overnight backpacking trip Mm. me my dog um, there's a lake I want to hike up to and it's like a, it's like a 15 mile hike and there's dispersed camping up there at this beautiful glacier lake. And so that's kind of my, my goal is like spend most of the spring and summer, like getting ready for that and then doing that solo with my dog. I love that. I really do for you. That's, a, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful gift to yourself also. And it just focuses like I bring yeah. myself to get outside because it truly does light you up. It's like, it does. It does. That's where I am. My best self is out in nature. Mm-hmm. I know when I get too much in my head, it's, it's mainly because I'm just too, I mean, I'm indoors too much and I just need to like yes. step out and take walks or literally yes. jump on the Vespa and go up to one of my favorite little peaks here. I mean, we're lucky and fortunate here in Arizona that I've literally got like, 
five cool little mountain areas that mm-hmm. allow for getting out into nature without having to even drive too far. So there's really no excuse to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I just feel like I like the idea that 2024, I just want it to be a gentler year. I just like want it to be a soft year in the sense Mm -hmm. of building on the things that we have learned. Like you said, I really love that. I love like trying to add some additional time and um, intentionality around the meditation piece um, or just creating those practices, whatever, if it's hiking yeah. for you, because you're already good at like the meditation, like for me, it's, you know, it's like just building on what we want and do and to continue, like I journal like a mofo. So that's cool. Um, and therapy still loving yes. you know, IFS, um, Kaden starting therapy. I'm really excited Ooh. for that. Yeah. It's a good tool for kids too. I know. I'm really excited for her. Just being 12 and coming into those teenage years, 2024 means she's going to be 13. Mm-hmm. And um, we just want to give her the best tools possible. Um, yeah. So that uh, if we've jacked her up a little bit, we can still heal her before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just good. Well, you know, I think, I think therapy, I think people pitched. think of therapy, people think of therapy as, um a medicine for a problem i know it's just a tune-up a medicine for an ailment and and i look at therapy as preventative care mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent, it is i think it's i think it's a part of like holistic preventative care my therapy is the reason why i don't literally bitch slap every person i see i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah <laughs> not that i have that personality but you know what i mean it's like I have a lot more capacity. Thank, thank, thank goodness for therapy and all that sort of stuff. But no, I'm excited yeah. to be on this, this next journey with you, my sweet friend and see what cool things kind of come. Season about. two of the podcast. I know season two. Season two. And we're going to have some we have 52. really wonderful guests. In I know well. we really are. There's some really really cool things brewing and um i'm excited to see where we're this full year of the podcast because we started mid-season last year mid mid-year yeah um so having a full year ahead of us is going to be really cool and i'm excited and i love doing it with you really i truly. love doing it with you too happy, cheers to that happy <laughs> year to you happy <laughs> year <laughs> Love you. Love you too, friends. Happy New Year. Yes. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I love that laugh. It's the best. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring.